Ula Monami, uh, welcome to the Rioters Review uh, on Riot Act. You are a patron of Riot Act, presumably, or you've waited a really fucking long time uh, for this to come out for free. My name's Stephen Hill. His name's Renfrey Deadman. Hello. How are you doing? Very good. Good. Good to see you. So yeah, um, thanks very much. If you're a patron at patreon.com forward slash Riot Act podcast, uh, you've given a little bit of money. Uh, if a little it's, bit of money. A little bit of money. Isn't it? If it is, what, March 2019? Late March 2019. Yes. Be, probably if you're a patron. If you're not a patron, then it's probably, I don't know, September 3,049 <laughs> and you've had to wait all this time. No exaggeration in that no, whatsoever. No, not at all. Um, for this podcast to come to you, you should have given us a pound a month, you shit. Uh, Although it's very kind of NASA to send uh, this out to the universe as yes. a uh, communication to Yeah, to show what other the, most, life. the most important parts of civilization. Yeah, so we were very honoured to be picked for that. Yeah, that and um, someone from Love Island Snapchat. <laughs> The two things to represent the year 2019. Yeah. And that Paul Weller album that was shit. <laughs> <laughs> what would they send? I don't know. Anyway, fuck, I don't give a fuck. They've done like Brahms and shit, haven't they? They've like sent Brahms. What for 2019? No, I don't To represent what, so this 2019 year? This year? Oh, right, right okay. now. Just like some shit probably, wouldn't it? BTS probably. Anyway, um, what we do on Writer's Review is you give us some money. You, the patrons, give us some money. You then, once we have... Well, that money's in our bank account. We um, and we've spent it all on like, Lamborghinis and stuff. Uh, my old well sweets, <laughs> <laughs> little toy one. Steve bought a Lamborghini. I bought sweets. Oh well, yeah. But you know who's laughing now? Neither of us. No. Uh, and uh, you suggest the record for us to talk about, which is what we're going to do right now. This week we're talking about a band who are incredibly interesting as yeah. suggested by Mr. Matt Bradley. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, Thanks Matt. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. Thanks very much, Matt. We've actually just done the weekly podcast literally just before we started recording this one. Ergo, I am a frazzled mess. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Matt Bradley. Cheers, Matt. We appreciate that. Two Parts Viper by 68, um, which came out... On the 2nd of June, 2017. It is actually, so far, the most recently released album we have done on Rioters Review. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yes. so let's give a little bit of context for 68, because you and I both, well, I like Josh Goggin mm-hmm. of um, The Chariot and Norma Jean fame. Mm-hmm. That first Norma Jean album, the only Norma Jean album that features Josh Goggin, mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. I'd always like that from way back when. I love Norma Jean anyway yep um brilliant brilliant band but the chariot is something different totally off the wall never know what you're going to expect uh all out hardcore band i guess the chariot yeah like Um, a fucking mental 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 band the chariot one of the i would say I, i would say the most in bizarre live band i've ever seen yeah you actually saw them didn't you i've never mm. seen them no and when i say bizarre i don't mean bizarre like that i mean crazy they were just it was it in was, what sense i well because if you listen to their albums they're mm. so stop start mm-hmm. uh so much shit happens mm. and then they'll just completely disregard everything that's happening in a song and do something totally completely different yeah. like in the middle of a song a fucking um, it just stops and they have like some old time 
country and western woman yep. <laughs> singing in the middle yep. of it. You're like, oh. Why? Some, sometimes the chariot sounds like someone changing radio stations yes yeah um but so. it's meant to sound like yeah, that it is meant <laughs> and to it's like fucking that. great um they i've seen you know you see dillinger and ben and greg who jump around a lot and mm. you know there's been various incarnations of dillinger which has had people doing similar things but they always felt like the main kind of crazy too mm-hmm. in the chariot everybody was going fucking bananas Everyone in the band. Everyone in the band was going fucking bananas. You had the guitarists, um, both guitarists, getting under the stage at one point. This wow. was a heavy fest. Got under the stage. The drummer was throwing his drum kit off the stage and setting it up on the barrier uh, in the pit. Wow. Um, okay. And yet, despite all of those things happening, Josh Goggin was the weirdest little man on stage, right? He didn't really throw himself around in the same way as a normal hardcore singer would throw himself around. He just looked awkward. He had an Ian Curtis vibe about him. Oh, right. He had a kind of... He was climbing on stuff and he was going to places that he shouldn't really have been in. But he was just... He's just weird. Okay. I think he's a bit weird. I wondered if he was autistic when I saw them. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. But... It was incredible. What's the through line? Well, I would. I think the through line from the chariot to uh, sixty-eight, apart from Scoggin, is unpredictability. Yes, true that. I think uh, that's right. I think that's true. I mean, well, just to kind of go back to the the sort of story is yeah. basically the chariot was so great that when they split up, I was like, oh man, and mm. I got into them fairly late as well. So I was like, oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Mm. Like, I need to see that again. I was pretty upset that I yeah. didn't get to see them live. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it was a bit of a shitter. When he came along and he's like, we've got a new band. I was like, brilliant. He's got a new band. It's going to be great. Everything's going to be fine. When I found out it was a two-piece mm. and it was a kind of stripped down rock and roll two-piece with him playing guitar, I was a bit like, oh, different, isn't it? not not inaccurate but definitely doesn't tell the whole story no no but yeah, well, yeah, yeah 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 it doesn't yeah, tell yeah. the whole story yeah. and um i saw him live a few times uh when the first album first album in human Hero sadness came out i thought it was really really good like you say very very unpredictable i'm i'm just going to say right now i adored in human sadness yeah. to the point where it was in my i don't remember where i put it but it was top five in my right. albums of the year that year i mm. loved it i i i really really liked mm. it mm. but then i saw them live about three or four times mm. and it was not as good live i agree i um i i I gave them the benefit of the doubt as many times as I possibly could. I think I saw them about three times and they never quite lived up to it. I felt like they mucked around and jammed too much live. Yeah. But 68's version of jamming is like putting on a very loud, disturbing guitar effect and then like hitting the guitar against your amp for three a minutes. Long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They played a show um upstairs at Hybrid Garage with I was at that show with yeah, Palm Reader. With Palm and Reader Heck. And, and Heck. Yeah. Who were still Baby Godzilla, I believe. Though. Yes, I think they were Baby Godzilla. Um and both of those bands tore them a new arsehole basically. Town, yeah, yeah. Basically. And sixty eight were headlining yeah. and and 
yeah, Palm Reader and Baby Godzilla were way better than both. And that was when I sort of went, oh. And then I saw them supporting Beartooth as well. Now, you'd think oh. they, they'd have a much sort of, they'd be able to do Beartooth, you'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah. But they didn't. Right. Again, it was it was awkward, jammy, really kind of decent, slacker, yes. slacky. It yeah. was kind of, it was so slack. Um, and it just felt like there was so much energy in the chariot. Yeah. That there was none of that in 68 it was actually quite it was actually quite a uh, an indulgent display i agree but it's so weird because when you hear in humor and sadness and i'd say two parts viper as well you listen to it and you go i bet that's going to sound amazing live yeah and you would have thought it would mm. but i think they i i do think the fault lies with them i i, th- I think to be honest if they just played the songs i think it would be pretty fucking good yeah um but like i remember i saw them twice within the period of like <laughs> 10 days and the first time i went down to kingston to see them in a tiny pub called cricketer's arms mm. and i was just like i was so excited because i thought in humor and sadness was so good yeah and i just thought well clearly they were having a bad night which is why i went to go and see them again just to 10 days later and it was upstairs at the garage and they were no better mm. um and you know they would play about five songs in half an hour and they they could this these records are like half an hour each and they're 10 yeah. songs each you know they could just do so much more and very frustrating as a live act i have to yeah, say yeah 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 I, th- I saw them again at heavy i want to say heavy i, pretty, right. I believe it was heavy as well and again it was a similar sort of thing so as we record this, they've just supported Alien Ant Farm. I know, and, and P.O.D. P.O.D. <laughs> Fucking hell, God. I can't <laughs> I imagine, imagine that they did so good on that. No. Um, so anyway, Inhuman Sadness came out uh, in 2014. That was when I was doing Team Rock Radio. And I tried to get the 68. Did you? I tried to get a 68 on Team Rock Radio. Oh, wow. And they went, nah. Oh, really? Um, shame. Yeah, it is, a, it is a shame. But 2014, as we've both said previously before, felt like a pretty barren time for exciting rock bands. Um, it felt like the sort of time where there wasn't much in the way of a scene uh, that people really cared that much about. I think if you do talk about when you talk about bands like Palm Reader and, and Baby Godzilla, um, I chuck in someone like Feed the Rhino as well. I don't think in this country the interesting bands um gallows as well we're about to release another album uh it felt like a bit of a barren time so getting a 68 come through was great because it was like this is a new band they're exciting they've come from pedigree great uh felt like a shot in the arm definitely definitely yeah so it was one of the it was one of the few albums that year where i was like you know excellent Mm. um you know in metal i suppose it was a bit different because it was like a satanist by behemoth and you know but it, it was a period where it just felt like if you were if it was actually good you got no chance of getting any kind of um any kind of um traction mm-hmm. from anyone mm-hmm. um but then that's kind of the last point that that happened by kind of the end of 2015 going to 2016 i think you know we've been pretty lucky in the last three or four years that it, you know the bands like turnstile and code orange and creeper and milk teeth and marmosets and all the bands that we would usually kind of pinpoint as oh isn't it good that you know while she sleeps and now playing the roundhouse and etc 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 power trip have come along venom prison have come along 
it's been really, really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hence why in 2017, two parts of Viper came out. I didn't even listen to it. Oh, so really? I haven't actually listened to this record before listening before to it. Listening to it Really? A couple of days ago when I said we were going to do it. Oh, wow. Oh, mm. okay. Um, I did um, at the time. Really, really, really like it a lot, uh, but not as much as in Human and Sadness. It still got into my top 20, <laughs> um, yeah. I th- but I think it was like at number 16 or something like that. Mm-hmm. I managed to get it onto the Independent as a result. Um, but um, yes, I... So, yeah, just to, you know say at the beginning I, I don't like this album as much as i like their first one but i still think it is very idiosyncratic still very much them i don't think any other band could quite do this really yeah and i still think it's a great record so, but what do you think of it i really like it it's i'm really good. really annoyed that i didn't listen to it at the time and i can't mm. really give you a reason why i didn't listen to it at the time other than probably just that i was i was really busy so it mm. actually it came out on, I'm trying to think what was going on then. It came out on the 2nd of June, 2017. So it was June 2017, just before download, I guess. So that's a busy period yeah. for, for, for us in the uh, I mean, the I can recall some of my... My album of the year that year was Code Orange, Forever. But yep. it was records like Mastodon, Emperor of Sand, yeah, Paul Sand Bearer, Heartless. Mm-hmm. Um, that first Can't Swim record came out that year. Yeah. Zelenada would have been re-released properly yes. for that, yes. that period as well. Um uh, I mean, it was a fucking good year. It was a fucking good year. Really, um, good. really, really good. So, but um, yeah, I but so I, it did. It did feel like this album. I think critically, it did really, really well. It did, yeah. I looked it up on Metacritic just because I was interested in it, and it has a score of ninety-two, which is incredibly mm. high. Although the thing that I did notice is that was out of four <laughs> reviews. So I was kind of like, I don't know if that's really accurate or not. Um, so it, but I, but actually, I think that does tell a story of. I don't think many outlets did bother to review it, mm. but those that did really, really liked it. Ninety two is very high. Ninety two is very high. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, and I was quite surprised that it was that high, but like, it's that's a very, very, very good score. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really, really love this record. What, what, what did you? What points stood out for you, and what points? Well, I think just, you know, it to me, it feels um, very, very similar to the last album in terms of, like you mentioned before, the idiosyncratic nature of it. I mean, I listen to it with headphones on, not looking at the track listing. And you do sometimes go, what is this, track four? Oh, my mm. God, it's track two. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What is this, track seven? Oh, my God, it's mm. like track five. Or mm. And so they are a band who things get broken up brilliantly, like are broken up in such odd ways mm-hmm. but you know it works and these are essentially kind of bluesy punk and roll bangers just dismantled and kind of glued back incorrectly in a lot of ways do you know yeah, what i mean like, yeah that's pretty good like they are i'd say put through a very abstract odd filter yeah. as well um but fronted by a uh, almost evangelical kind of f- figure heads. You know the way that sometimes we talk about, um, we talked about Neil Fallon sometimes yeah. being that preacher type before. Josh, 
Josh Scoggin on this record particularly. Yes. Just the way that he rambles and rants and goes on. He reminds me of a hardcore John Spencer. Yeah, I could see that. Totally, mm. totally. And he just comes up with these cool turns of phrases, which are the things which hook you in. Mm. So um, I could have been anyone from anywhere, but I chose to be me right here kind of thing on yeah. um, whether terrified or unafraid. It's just amazing. And then there's parts which is so brave, like where on no apologies, there's a spoken word bit basically where he just recites this almost, it's just like a weird monologue where he's just talking about like, uh, well, they warn you of the walls, but they don't warn you about the sheep. I started bit buying tears back in early spring. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's... I've got the blues, but the blues ain't got me. In fact, we all fell asleep in Act Three, so I'd like to panic, but I ain't got the time. If you give them eight eyes, they will ask for nine. He's always like, been really, yeah. He's always been really good, I think, at writing those kind of rambling, st- abstract stream of conscious yeah. lyrics. Even yeah. if you go right back to, like I say, the first that first Norman Jean album. album. Yeah. Definitely. Um, he's always been really really good at writing these kind of rambling stream of consciousness 68 is the first time where it's had that kind of preacher sound to it because i i was about to say six i think i think he has always done that but i think 68 has been the best vehicle to show off his ability with lyrics i think it's not even lyrics i think it's, it's or the, it's the, the manner deli- in which he the delivery yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, delivery yeah, yeah. of those lyrics uh with this kind of you know, sleazy, slick, oily kind of alternative blues rock mm. is, uh, it, it does work much better than, not much better, but it works in a much, in a, in a different way to mm. how it worked on the chariot, yeah. uh, where the chariot was wild and spazzy and proper. Yeah. Like, like I think we said about the live show, you know, this feels more lausch, more relaxed, more, um, yeah, just more ha- happy-go-lucky. Probably not happy-go-lucky. Not happy. Mm, <laughs> I'm not sure I describe it as happy-go-lucky. I know what you. I know what you're saying. Like, just you know, I, 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 more, more I would pre- I suppose. Well, I would predict that most of these songs came from just jams. Yeah, probably. and I would be surprised if. And I wouldn't be well. No, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if this was recorded live. This record. I wouldn't be surprised at all. No. Live in the um, I, would ima- I imagine the basic tracks were done live, I would have thought of, and then they just added bits and pieces over the top of yeah. it. But uh, yeah, that's what I would have thought. There were definitely moments that couldn't have been done live, but overall, mm. yeah, I imagine it was probably done yeah. live. It feels like, it feels like listening to them just smash it out of the studio. So did Chariot to an extent though. Too. Yeah, yeah, so, the Chariot so, did, yeah. Um, but the Chariot songs felt like they were m- like... There's a greater level of precision mm. in the chariot, I mm. think. Mm. Even when they go sloppy and loose, they're still they go they come back in together. Whereas sixty eight, it's fucking loose. This this record is so loose, is, so loose. Both of them are. Um, there's the, the there's a part on the first song of the first album where he um, uh, the phrasing of the lyric he goes sort of one bar or half a bar too too much and yeah. so it it comes back in uh the riff comes back in i don't know half a second after you expect it to and that's kind of the beauty of what you can do with the two-piece uh or, or it's so much easier to do that as a two-piece i suppose yeah. i should say whereas 
and you can do that more often and and it's almost as if scoggins a conductor and you know the drums are usually following him it feels like with a lot of 68 stuff and Mm. Um, I think they use that two-piece dynamic incredibly well. The White Stripes use it as well. The White mm. Stripes do it. Yeah, um, oh my God, uh, yeah, definitely. White yeah. Stripes are great kind of... Because uh, I, I was going to ask... Sorry, you had a point there, but I was going to ask you, what type of music is this? If you had... like what Because what, it still feels a bit like punk rock and a bit like hardcore. It feels like, you know, White Stripes and John Spencer Blues Explosion... I'm not sure those two well, things have ever well, the, really well, mixed this is, before. This is the thing. I do think when I describe 68, because you, it's very difficult to, to describe them in a genre sense. Mm. When I'm trying to tell people about them, I do kind of say there are more chaotic white stripes because I don't think that's inaccurate. Yeah. Having said that, there are many, 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 many white stripe fans who would listen to 68 and not like it at all. So, but I don't think describing them as a more chaotic, off the wall, um, unpredictable. I think that word unpredictable almost has to be in there. White stripes is inaccurate in any way, straight shape or form. So I think there's a lot of it is rooted in blues and stuff like that. I mean, just to call it blues is not accurate. It's like calling black noise, rock, blues, rock, noise, rock, art, rock. Oh, Oh, right. Okay again not inaccurate um i think noise slash art rock is probably in there somewhere i think you'd have to put it in there somewhere um i don't know but that's that's the most exciting thing i think that's why both of these records um you know got into my top 20 albums Mm. of the year because i listen i listen to these albums and i go yeah i haven't really heard anything like that and when people when people say there's no original music out there, 68 would be a really good example to show them of kind of like a band who are taking old tropes and turning them into something very, very new yeah. and very different, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they would. I mean, it kind of... I thought because there's a touch of... Um, fever 333 in in what has happened with 68 hmm. uh in their formations i listened to the chariot and, and i was like and i heard he m- made this new band hmm. and it was like he's made a blues band like the white stripes he's going for the money he's going for the paid like and you know the kind of the insinuation initially with fever 333 was like let liver split up because it ain't going to be anything commercially viable so we started this kind of rap rock thing which is going to be much more commercially viable now of course <clears throat> it has worked to, to a certain extent for for fever through three because you know they're on roadrunner now and they're playing mm. um woodstock and they've been nominated for a grammy so it is working it appears to have if, if ever that was you know, once I listened to the albums, I was like, oh, okay, maybe not. Yeah, but, I don't, I don't <laughs> think yeah, 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 maybe not. But, and I don't think that's the case with 68 either, surely. Fever 333, I don't think it's the case with either. I don't think it's the case with Fever 333 or, or oh, 68. Right. In yeah, terms see, of I do think that, it's the case with Fever 333, but I don't think it's the case at all with 68. I oh. don't think, like, listening to the record, there's no way that that's the case. Oh. There's You, you right. can't even consider that to be the case. I think it's a little bit less cut and dry with, Fever 333 personally. Um, But, uh, but yeah, but I did wonder like, and I, and I do kind of look at it and I go, what's the future for this band? 
Like, what's the kind of end game? Like you said, they're playing, they're on tour with POD and Alien Ant Farm. Yeah. It's a weird thing. It feels like they don't really fit in anywhere. And it does feel like, I don't know, not that he wanted to do something more commercial, but I do think that by accepting those tours and by, they supported someone at Brixton Academy once as well. I can't remember who it was, but I'm sure they supported someone at Brixton they Academy. They have got some crazy supports. Mm. Mm. Um, and when I say crazy supports, I mean, wow, that is a huge support slot. Yeah. And they obviously couldn't give a flying fuck whether or not people actually... No. It's, it is such an odd thing to have to have done, I think. What, yeah. The story of, the, of 68 and what Josh Scoggin has done feels like, on one hand, he desperately wants to be able to play uh, a more palatable type of music to a larger group of people. But he can't stop himself from just making a load of weird abstract noise. I, 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 I don't believe that is why Josh, I, I, I don't think it has crossed his mind to do something more palatable. I don't think that's how he well, sees he 68. Well, you could argue, well, yes, he has, but I don't think that was, I don't think he set up 68 with the goal necessarily to do that. I think if you have fewer elements in the band, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be how on earth is a two piece gonna be able to create the chaos and and unstructured maelstrom that yeah, the chariot yeah, created anyway but, it, but the chariot were a metallic hardcore band and, mm. and 68 are a blues rock band like they are he, I don't, he, I, 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 but, but they're so much more than a blues rock band yeah yeah they? they're so much more than a blues rock band but they are aren't we out they're very very cool i mean the chariot is so much more than a metallic hardcore band mm. but they are at their very core. That is what that band is. And you would think, you know, like you say, if you say that these are, it's a crazier version of the White Stripes, yeah. um, then that that itself lends itself to more creative, um, commercial avenues being open to you, just that as an idea. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that, I don't know if it's the, the case, but it's a, uh, that he wanted to... to to perform to more people but it feels like i mean you're touring with alien ant farm and pod mm, mm, yeah you're touring with Beartooth. you're touring with berry tomorrow was it did shows with berry tomorrow did some shows with somebody like that as well mm. um there's nothing wrong with that mm. nothing wrong with going oh wouldn't it be good to do some show wouldn't it be good to play brixton academy there's nothing wrong with that at all um but it does feel like well you ain't gonna do it doing this do you know what I mean? Like, if, if ever that was a consideration, yeah, you need to, you, you know, like, it, it's an it's an odd... I'm not surprised that 68 haven't crossed over into the, the type of people that used to love the chariot. It doesn't feel like they love 68. They I, don't talk about 68 in the same way as people talk about the chariot. I've definitely... Um, I've encountered lots of people who struggle with 68 because they miss the chariot so much. Um, I am not one of those people, but I kind of understand where those people are coming from. I do. I am also kind of like, have you fucking heard in humor and sadness? It's fucking amazing. But yeah, 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 I I do. I kind of, I, well, it's the let live fever three, three, three thing, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Now. Yeah. But I understand about the same. And so, but the same, the same token, is that like you right, quite rightly say, if you're trying to get a new fan base from a new bunch of, you know, if you're not really worried about what your existing fan base think about or they or you're going somewhere different from where your existing fan base are going to want to go with you, 
you ain't pulling in white stripes and jack white fans by with a song like fucking whether terrified or unafraid mm. it's mm. not gonna happen that's, so that's... they sit in a very uh, very like commercially speaking if I, I mean god if i was their press person or if i was their manager i or uh, you know if, if i was their label boss or whatever i'd be going oh god i mean how what are we meant to do with you i mean yeah. they're the kind of they yeah. that's that's a cool thing to be yeah yeah but yeah, it must yeah. be massively frustrating oh yeah <laughs> i imagine it is it's it's why bands like this don't get covered in the press as much because bands like this in a way when i saw this come up i was like brilliant i can't wait to talk about it but by the same token i was like oh how am i going to talk about 68 it's really hard to quantify what they are Mm. and i think generally in the press um when people's jobs are made more difficult when you can either cover this or you can cover a bullet for my valentine clone it's far easier to write about a bullet for my valentine clone than it is to write about 68 Mm. um especially in the tiny tiny amount of space that you usually get to write about these bands i mean i don't know i mean i'd i'd find it much more interesting to write about this than i would write about fucking amity affliction i'd find it more interesting but i'd find it easier I think there's there's a difference uh, between I, those two I'm things. I'm not sure I would. I don't okay. know what the fuck do you write about in the Amity Affliction, apart from their shite, uh, <laughs> which uh, you can't write. I suppose I suppose it's maybe what I mean. It's it's easier to convey what they sound like. You okay. can go, oh, they sound a bit like Bullet of My Valentine or whatever. If you're given 180 words, and I imagine that is roughly what you'd get for a 68 review. Yeah. I don't know if I could even describe what 68 sound like in 180 words, let alone appraise whether I liked it or not. I mean, I think you probably could. You could. You, you would be could. forced to. Yeah, but, you'd be forced to. Um, but but, I, but it's very hard to. I don't, I mean, I actually, I don't even think you can, I don't think you can blame the press on this because I think it got really good reviews. Um, I think people are just like, look, I think pe- they're being put in front of the wrong people. Or, but then I don't know who the right people are. There's yeah. a few of these bands. Goddamn are another one. Goddamn yeah. are a band God who are, are really, really good. And, you know, they're enough like Nirvana for me to go, people should really like you. They've got mm. big old fucking riffs like Queens of Stone Age or Kites mm. or something. Mm. But they're also a two-piece that are very, very, very abrasive and difficult. Mm. And they almost tick a, tip over into not indie but more kind of um yeah i guess almost kind of not so- sonically but they look they look quite clean cut mm. and i think that's people will have a problem with that as well um and i don't really know what their albums are exactly whether they're grunge or they're rock or they're yeah. rock or them like sludge or a stoner or what they are and you know these bands are and 68 the same thing it's like you used to be this guy in this fucking revered hardcore band. You're now doing very indulgent jamming noise blues. Mm. So those people who just like riffs and you, when you jumped up and down and they threw everything around, they're gone. Mm. But we can't really sell you to the sort of people who like the White Stripes and Jack White because they want choruses and they want... yeah. So yeah. you're you're fucked basically. You're kind of fucked. Yeah. I mean, they're they are musically speaking a far more interesting band for being like that. Well, that but that... in a career sense, 
they're fucked. That's why I don't see any cynicism in what Spurgeon's no, doing. I think I he don't. just wants to do what he wants to yeah, do. Yeah, of course. I, you know. I, I don't see any cynicism in it. Oh. But I do think he went... Um, I think some... Maybe not him, but somebody somewhere has gone... That guy who was doing hardcore before has now started a two-piece like blues rock band. We can... That's going to be much easier to sell than the chariot. And the irony is, is it's not. No, no, not at all. Really? Not at all. Yeah. Um, no. So I don't know where you know. I I mean, be, will be it will be fascinating to see what happens to sixty eight. Yeah, I really hope they. I I I really I want a few more records from them to yeah. to say the least. I I I I would like a third and a fourth and maybe even a fifth record from them. Um. I would love to see them improve live <laughs> as well. Mm. Um, I've not seen them since this album's come out, I have to say. Um, so it's been a little while. Maybe that um, Garage show was the last time I saw them, actually. Okay. So it has been it has been a good three, four years since I've seen them live. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I, I hope they've... Um, I don't know. I hope they've made some headway. I know it's a new drummer now. So... Um, oh, is it? Yeah, so it was actually yeah. a half the band's different i suppose mm. um so i don't know if that gives it a different dynamic or not although i'm not sure if the drummer was the problem to be honest so but no, yeah no, no. um but yeah we'll see i don't know mm. but i but i i i love like they are one of my favorite new bands of the last sort of five years or so there aren't yeah, many this, this album's really good yeah really there aren't good. many there aren't many new bands who've had both records get into a top 20 for me so yeah. and 68 are one of the few that have so yeah it is i mean you know you can't fault the records i think both of them are really really good and i feel yeah. a bit annoyed i don't know why i didn't listen to it in 2017 because i was kind of a fan. i think it was just the live shows put me off a bit so yeah. how does it compare to inhuman sadness for you Sorry. um similar okay I, I i wouldn't like i would probably do prefer inhuman sadness at the moment because I've listened to it, it times. Yeah, yeah. And I've only listened to this one a few times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but it's really good. I did go, oh okay, cool. This is a is a feel like the way that I did when I first heard that one. Yeah. Uh pre when I first heard them previously. So yeah. Um anyway, there you go. Uh that's two parts Viper by 68. Thanks again if you are a patron um for giving us your monies. The monies thank you. <laughs> and I don't know what accent that was. No, I don't a know duck, either. Maybe a duck a, accent. Yeah, yeah, a duck traffic warden. <laughs> Um, uh, Matt Bradley thank you very much for your excellent suggestion if you do want to get a suggestion in do please go to patreon.com forward slash right act podcast and chuck us a quid governor you shit and um, <laughs> that'll and, encourage people <laughs> yeah if you call them a shit they'll do <laughs> anyway oh god I don't want to be a shit so I better put some money in um, we'll be back soon with another one of these won't we Renfrey yes we will happy days see you later <laughs>